keep on kissing babies and hugging fat girls. Out full of suffering, suck attached, son. It's me, Austin. Oh, son of a bitch. What? It's me, Austin. It was me all along, Austin. And your teeth look like two tight too, Billy. And you book a match with me. That's right, Killings. Look at me. I'm a total package. I will rip him apart. I'm pissed now. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> Wrestle Roasts on ad-free shows and ATC. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestle Roasts. I'm your host, Dan St. Germain. I'm here with Robert and Scotty Chaps. Oh, geez, a little indigestion. I apologize. Nicely done from our wrestle host. <laughs> I am your wrestle host. Shit, I already went back on the thing that I did. You already went back on the, yes. And if you don't know what he's talking about, this shitty is what promise I made on our Patreon. I said, oh, my God, you need to be a patron. host. From now on, and I already, uh, I'm already zero and one on that. Yeah, these people who make suggestions, they never, you know, uh, take into account the indigestion, the <laughs> the diarrhea, uh, head trauma. Yes, the sneeze coming on. Yeah, em- emotional problems. On the Dog. plus side, we've gone one whole week without Dan peeing during a show. All right, so. I peed once during a show, and I never hear the end of this. You know, I didn't turn the camera on, I didn't turn the mic on. I just oh, I'm I always pee during the show. Yeah, come Jesus, on, Jesus, we're all stealing Pritchard's gimmick here. <laughs> or really, I mean, really, it's Jake the Snake's gimmick. But uh, let's let's before we get into our show. Uh, our Patreon, we're off this week, but guys, if you're part of a $10 tier, what you got this week, you get Robert reviewing Raw, you get me reviewing the first in your house, Diesel versus Sid, Hakushi versus Bret Hart, and then you get me and Robert's review of Extreme Rules this Monday. So there's a lot, if you put $10, we're off for the $5 next week, we're doing Halloween Havoc 1996 for the $5, but there's a lot of, lot of cool stuff coming um, also on Patreon, we're going to be doing the roast of the Undertaker on Halloween. So you got to become a member to get the roast of the Undertaker player. Uh, we just did the roast of XFL last week. Next uh, October fourteenth, which I believe is next week, we have the roast of the Von Erichs, and then a week after that, we have the roast of Dracula. So two roasts in a row. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going up. I'm also going to be reviewing next week instead of in your house. I'm going to be reviewing NXT's Halloween Havoc. I forgot they were having one, but they are, folks. It's going to be a spooky time. One of the Creed brothers versus, you know, the 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 less famous Stevenson in a fucking ambulance match. So, you know, you're a hell of a hype man, dude. I am excited for that <laughs> show. Uh, by the way, that's the same way Sean pitched it during the booking meeting. <laughs> I, you know, I do think that one guy, Julius Creed, is going to be a big time star for him. Like watching yes. him. He's and the other one can be uh, tag partners with Angelo Dawkins. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right. Well, let's get to uh, our actual show. Figure four count. We're talking about four things this week. In our premium current events section. Um, okay. We're going to talk about AEW High School. I've mentioned that term before. And... <laughs> My quandary for both Scott and Robert this week is if Tony Khan hired you to be principal of AEW high school, which I guess in wrestling terms, that would be president of talent relations. What would you do to 
get the ship right. Now, just to give you guys some background, okay, Vince retired because of allegations of, uh, you know, se of sexual misconduct, maybe assault, uh, you know, SEC irregularities. This should have been a huge deal. This was when it happened on July 22nd, we were texting about it for like days, more, more so than the scrum. I mean, th this was a big deal. This is what I thought was going to kind of right the ship with AEW. Now, since that happened with Vince, in the meantime, WWE has had nothing but good publicity, nothing but well-reviewed shows, uh, SummerSlam, Clash of the Castle, and Extreme Rules looks pretty good. And then in AEW, Eddie Kingston gets suspended for fighting with Sammy Guevara after Sammy calls him fat. They fight online. Eddie apologizes while also saying Big Show farted on Disco Insert Bruno's face. Uh, the AEW media scrum happened, the backstage fight, the suspensions, the blown at MBF return, the internet going nuts over it. Malachi Black seems to leave the company, including waving goodbye on said pay-per-view, which Tony doesn't comment on. And then uh, all of a sudden, Malachi Black is like, no, I'm coming back to AEW. So, I mean, that's one thing it looks like so Tony's at least squashed. FDR last week has an unbelievable match in Japan. I haven't gotten to see it yet. I hear it's one of the matches of the year. And then tells Tony, please work us. Uh, no reason they're not in the title picture. This out of everything could be the most likely to be a shoot turned into a work, but I don't think that's going to happen. And recently, this, pa this past couple days, Andrade in a shoot interview complained that Sammy complained that Andre worked stiff. He said that he wasn't going to fight Sammy when he saw him. Sammy, of course, bitches about it online. They go back and forth. They apparently they're backstage from everything I heard. The reason that Andrade is sent home instead of Sammy is because Andrade there's that he punched Sammy twice. That one, one was a sucker punch. Um, as far as creative, this means that we don't get a match between Andrade and 10, a mask match or a leave AEW match, which was like the most. No, no, we weren't getting that before the fight though. They, we weren't getting that, that was before the fight. Yeah, they changed that to uh well yeah, no, they announced the trios match on Twitter before what they got a physical altercation the, today. The whole, like, but I think it's just from the, them the, arguing the, on Twitter, pop but and that wouldn't make sense because Sammy uh was 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 carried uh, upon shoulders at the end of last night. So I don't know why it was canceled. I mean, I think it's because Andrade doesn't want to work there anymore. So it's why have why why give you a goodbye match, which I I thought he was gonna win and he was gonna stay. Uh but why give him anything if he? It no, honestly, it, makes it, it no felt sense. like the idea was that they were gonna. I, I, oh, I'm putting a pause in Dan's principal conversation for just a moment, just to yeah. tack on this. The the it sounds like the creative was Tony is trying to lean into all of the internet speculation, and the idea was that it was like the the anniversary of Brody debuting in AEW. And Preston Vance was given the mask from Brody. So he was putting the mask on the line against Andrade's career to make it feel like, oh, this is obviously going to end with Andrade leaving. And then the swerve would be he stays. They take Preston Vance's mask off. And now it's disrespecting Brody. And we want to go see Andrade get his ass kicked and make money off of it, which is the smart way of spinning this. As far as the timeline of when the match got pulled, we don't know when the altercation with Sammy actually happened. So the, they may have happened and then they announced it. Um, 
and and that's why what, it's TMZ gone. reported it at what time, Scott? Well, TMZ reported the fight what a few minutes before the show went on the air. Yeah, I don't know. And Dan's Lord and Savior Meltzer had said that Andrade and Sammy were both talked to on Tuesday, and they both agree that there wouldn't be any fighting, and that it was made clear to Andrade like. We're not going to fire you if you get into a fight. We're just going to send you home. So what they have the right to do is just keep him on the shelf and not use him. Uh, And it looks like that's the option Andrade wanted to go with here. Yeah, I mean, talk about go, you know, the punk thing. And, and, you know, was it premeditated? You know, he pointed out that guy and brought up, you know, your friends with Cole Cabana when he wasn't. And then remember that stumble of, well, I still got to give this speech anyway. The show, Nick Hausman, he did. He did our SummerSlam show. Yeah. And so you knew what but what Punk was saying, you know, about Cole Cabana was premeditated. But you knew that the physical altercation wasn't premeditated. Uh, this day, I listened to the Dave thing, too. Like, apparently what most people are saying is that Andrade was just like waiting in the hallways for him. And when he walked by, <laughs> he sucker punched him and then hit him again. Uh, and then whatever happened might have happened. But, you know, in that way, Sammy is not at fault. Look, Sammy talks shit on the Internet and he should not. Andrade uh, called him out first. I, Andrade obviously plans on leaving, wants to leave. And so he said, look, it, what, what's really funny is the interview originally was Andrade saying the backstage drama is overblown. There isn't that much backstage drama the only person I don't get along with. And then he names his fucking name like a jerk off. And he says the guy's name. And what is Sammy to do in a situation where now you're this guy that everybody feels comfortable mentioning? Oh, everything's cool. And yeah, there's some issues. But the guy I'm comfortable naming is this guy that everybody could kick his ass because he's, a, you know, he's smaller than everybody and cocky. And it's easy to, you know, how, the, Sammy he's obviously has his friend. issues. Like this is to, bullying. If hey, you're man. waiting for a guy in the hallway to punch him in the face. You're you're being a uh, a dickhead. Yeah, right. I, you're 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 stooping to the Sammy you're, you're level. You're a cocksucker. You're a piece of no. You're not the, stooping to a no, Sammy. No, no, Sammy no, no I'm saying you're stupid. No, no, you're I'm being say, worse no, no, than no. Sammy. Sammy didn't do this. The the thing that's funny is there are other people in AEW uh, who have worked with Sammy uh, who desperately want to do this to him because they fucking hate him. He is one of the most disliked people. He's a very polarizing figure. When I worked with Sammy, he gets it's like bamboo shoots under your fingernails more so than almost anyone else. And it was explained to me that a lot of it comes yeah, from just. Refer- I've never heard that before. What is that reference? Bamboo shoots under your fingernails. I've never heard of that. It's, like, they, it was a torture method. It's absolutely oh, no. excruciating. That was erased from Dan's brain after the war. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> you like, that what? That's, that's, what's what's I fingernails? Was, I was yes. just traumatized by the player roast. They yes. took me back there and just. Dear Hunter St. Germain <laughs> forgot that this was done to him. But uh, no, it's, it's. And I was told it's just Sammy isn't aware of how obnoxious he can be. And, and it's been so. You know, we had water under the over the whatever the bridge or dam, whatever it is. But there's people who were there who worked with Sammy and AEW who wanted to do this and at least showed some restraint. Andrade is a guy who comes from a a culture, especially working in the in the the Mexican lucha culture. Like this is this happens a lot. Like there are altercations, there's confrontations, there are certain guys you just don't mess with. And when you're bringing guys in from AAA or from one of these these lucha organizations, you have to kind of keep them separated. When we used to bring in like L.A. Park, we always had to keep L.A. Park separate from everybody else. And then sure enough, after I was gone in MLW, he got into it. He went into went into business for himself in the ring, got in a shoot fight, and they had to fire him. 
Like some of these guys are ticking time bombs with Penta and Phoenix. Sometimes there were some issues where it's like, if you don't have Conan there to kind of keep everything under control, shit can go sideways in a hurry. And it, when you're managing a, a locker room or you're managing a high school, to stick with Dan's analogy here, the things you need is you need some bumpers put in place. Well, the, the, the transition, Robert. The what? answer is, it sound, like if, if this wants to go old school, you go old school. The old school rule that was a Gary Hart rule that I was taught from from Court Bauer is you you get on the good side of Samoans and you keep Samoans on the roster. You have those guys on your side and nobody will fuck with your show because that was always the fear. So Court years ago, he had uh, Umaga, he had Rosie and Jamal, and he was good with those guys. He was good with Sika and, and Afa and, and, you know, you have those guys there. They're on your side. They want to make the company sure the company's successful. And if anybody gets out of line, you can send those guys and they're going to they're going to put things down pretty quickly. You know, Jacob Fatu was really sweetheart of a guy who no one's fucking with that guy uh, in. in the, and so that you kind of need that little he bit of old school mob mentality yeah. where you need an enforcer or two yeah. that are going to hire people who pretend they're crazy. They think it's a good characteristic to be crazy. You go <laughs> to crazy. You, just you, go, you go to holidays and you go, I'm the craziest. And you go, well, that's why we love you the most. Like what a toxic <laughs> Samoan, re- Samoan wrestlers. It, it is so insanely toxic. We just don't talk about it. Uh, that's for another episode, but my God, guys, but yeah, the nicest people that like the nicest wrestlers you're ever going to deal with. They're just, you don't mess with them. It's like all the Haku stuff for years was never really overblown. It was, that's just a dude you don't screw with, but as long as he's on your side, you're fine. Vince was smart in that the Undertaker was a great locker room leader who's also a guy that could fuck up 99% of your roster. So people just didn't get out of line. And when they think that you're messing with their money, I don't know That's if he what, fucked up half the I think that that was like a game. Him yeah. or his BSK crew. Like, well, I'm not I, messing I, with I read I read That's half true. of an article about psychology, and I believe that men are afraid of the men that they would have sex with. And so I think a lot of these guys are attracted to The Undertaker. And it's not, they're actually afraid of them. That must yes. that must explain why I watched SmackDown terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Look Jesus. At this terrifying tribal chief. But no, Tony's got no one there who's in support of the brand and can regulate. Okay, it's well, like everyone became it became tribal. It's it's like high school where there's a bunch of cliques and you just got to keep everybody separate. It's like keep the jocks away from the goth kids, away from you know the stoners, and everybody's happy. Now that the walls are down and everyone's in the hallway, it's fucking anarchy. My question, Robert, and then I'll go to Scott. You're elected. Prince, or I say principal of AEW High School, but you're elected principal AEW High School or head of talent relations. What are the first things that you implement day one on the job? I like the Samoan idea. I actually agree with Robert in many ways where you do need at least three guys that you're afraid of feeling like a jackass in front of, or you're afraid they're going to shake the shit out of you. Um, yeah. Guys shouldn't be yapping at the mouth like that on Twitter. They should be like, oh, wait, there's guys that... I idolize that I work with that have told me in the past that that's a bad look and maybe I shouldn't, you know, like it's like none of these guys are fucking heroes that are telling them like, what are you a loser? You're going to tweet your business. Like what that your father should be embarrassed of you. It's all embarrassing. Like they should call their fathers and be like, here, <laughs> this is so corny. That that's what a principal does. I'm calling your dad 
because this is the lamest shit ever. And you're acting like a 15 year old. You're getting in fights on the internet about wrestling. That's what I would do. No, what I would really do is I'd be like uh, the principal in Ferris Bueller's day off. I would just like be all up in their houses, looking through their windows and shit, <laughs> making sure they're not tweeting. Yeah, because that's the only <laughs> bad thing that Jeffrey uh, whatever ever did. Uh, <laughs> don't Google it. I was shocked that that dude still did the Dead, Deadwood movie, which is fantastic. He's in it. And I was like, wow. That's- but he's in Deadpool? Deadwood, the Deadwood movie. Oh. Uh, and I was like, wow, it's, it's crazy that he got work after all that shit. I was after? Wow, that was after, yeah, because I, I was I was shocked because I was I was looking for the Deadwood movie and I saw him and I was like, this isn't this is not like a, this is the opposite of a, an Aziz situation. We, we can <laughs> all admit Tony Khan, right? Which I feel bad for Tony because yeah, like Robert said, apparently, uh, I don't feel bad for him, but apparently he did tell them, you know, and they told him, hey, there's not going to be an issue there. At the same time, I don't know. I would make sure they're not in the same fucking room. The, the shit talking was was pretty wild on the internet. Um, but Tony right now is like the, is like Henry Winkler and scream. <laughs> Where you're like, Oh, cool. This is, this will be fun. He's the principal. And then, and then, and then you get a phone call and it's like, Tony Khan's hanging from the football fucking post or whatever. I forget what happens to Henry Winkler, but he's murdered. Don't they kill him in the bathroom? Isn't that they his? They kill him in his office. Oh, his yeah, office, they kill yeah. him in his office. And then I think right at the party, that's why everybody leaves the party. They're like, the principal's hanging on the football post or whatever. And they're like, let's go check it out. Yeah. And they all leave. Yeah, unless it was on Rampage and still no one would show up. Um, no, Tony is not he's not well respected. The punk press conference made that clear. You need a list of the guys that you can actively rely on and lean on them and build your show around them. And the guys that are dickheads or expensive, you fire them. You have to be you can't be afraid to fire people. Uh, especially talent. I mean, the I have talked about it before. It's like an MLW, we fired a lot of guys and eventually got, we fired Sammy. We was part, we ran running his ankle and then brought him back. It's like you, you have to be okay with this, that you're not friends with these people. This is a business. And if someone shows up and behaves like it, they're done. You know, when, when we were in, in WWE, there were guys who didn't get along. You, you squashed stuff quickly. And if they couldn't, you fire them and you have enough, they have more than enough people on their roster to keep going without it. You look at the guys I used on dynamite and it's like, you know who he can trust that he can rely on that are not real problem children. And you can still have a strong show. He just tolerates a lot of assholes who walk all over him and there's no ramifications whatsoever. Robert, I have a question about Andrade, right? Cause I, I do feel like this is like a, a lot different than everybody else where apparently you tell your boss the day before no 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 there won't be a problem i do understand i apologize we're not going to get physical while the whole time in your head knowing i'm trying to get fired and i'm going to punch this dude the moment i see him or whenever they might have saw each other earlier and he acted cool and then he waited whatever it may be so i am all for letting go guys who want to be released right now this dude does this I think you like you just hold on to him. You say, go fuck yourself. You have embarrassed me. You've completely disrespected because like more. This is worse than punk punk. It's like, oh, you see a guy start snapping. Absolutely. Okay. look, the the premeditated shit talk is wrong. Right. And and you 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 get punished for it, whatever it may be. But it's not like Tony talked to him and said, hey, don't go out there and do that. And then he does it anyway. And, And he didn't, you know, he didn't intentionally swing on these guys. I mean, the Bucks come in his room. You're arguing. 
it's uh it's like a trial you know on trial this is like ace hasn't eaten yet ace has not eaten yet which is a big yeah yeah yes thank god andrade's assistant doesn't bite yeah and i mean i would i would yeah this is the one situation where i go no you actually have to punish him and uh and hold him hostage and fuck you you're 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 sitting tight you're suspended and then and and that's not i don't know how the contracts work but you know in like in wwe where you could they could just extend it where it's like no you weren't working and then all of a sudden you're you're there for i would do that to this guy because this yeah, is like i have no clue fucked, how man. aw contracts are but like wwe contracts were you had a downside guarantee i, I know years ago it used to be like you were guaranteed i think like five shows a year for a hundred dollars a show and you just drag it out this is what a lot of the guys complain about when they were part of lucha underground because they weren't allowed to work when they were doing Lucha Underground, they weren't being used and getting a lot of money, and they just had to sit at home until they just started suing over it. And then that makes them toxic by by default. A lot of this defiant behavior is because Vince is gone. So guys like Malachi Black or Miro or, or Andrade think I can – or FTR, it's like, all right, if I leave here, I can go back to WWE, and I'm going to wind up in a pretty sweet gig. Like I'm going to be in, in a good position – so there isn't that fear. And when you when you take away that fear from certain wrestlers, they become pains in the ass. The only difference between this and the Punk uh, Bucks situation was Punk is your lo- theoretically locker room leader because he's your champ. And the Bucks are executives. They should behave differently. What Andrade did was definitely a, 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 a I'm going to use bitch move. I can't say Punk move. It sounds redundant. But it was a ridiculous move by someone who was not behaving professionally who should be disciplined for it because your locker room is supposed to be a safe space where adults are going there to go do their job. And when it turns into this, people aren't going to want to show up and they're not going to want to work there. And it becomes a toxic culture. What do you do though? If um, I guess if you fire Andrade, it's just going to create more situations like this, right? Where they're going to, they're going to look at that. The wrestlers are going to look at that and be like, Oh, okay. So that's how I get out of my contract. I just shoot on Twitter and then I like do some shit back. No, no, you, you, you put a, so no, you put a social media policy in place and you start fining people that way. You're not terminating them. You're taking money away from them. Wait, but you find people on the pot on the social. I mean, cause that's difficult, man. Then you can go, no, we're trying to work a program every time. I would just go, no, we're working a program. And then theoretically, let's say hypothetically, there's a, global company uh that exists in 160 countries that lost a lawsuit to a panda uh that theoretically has a social media policy in place that basically tells you like you can't do this and if you do we're gonna find the fuck out yeah, but you. that sucked that was extra strict but the, you need to the, again this is we're like high school mentality like this is you need to be michelle pfeiffer and fucking dangerous minds rest in peace coolio and you need to start cracking skulls and get in there and say, like, look, you guys can't be trusted. Like, we gave you carte blanche to behave like adults. Most of you can't behave like adults. Therefore, if you post anything on social media using your using your 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 Twitter handle that's verified because you are essentially an IP character of AEW under Warner Discovery, and you are writing things on there that are detrimental to the organization, you are subject to fines and internal suspensions. And that's all you need. It's it's the most basic behavior of you want to act like children, we'll treat you like children. And it's it's why Vince had such an iron claw. That's why the Twitch stuff, like he was so scared if you let a wrestler talk 
uninterrupted for a long period of time, they're going to say something stupid. That was How many part guys? Part of it was the income revenue too. We What's the, to- the income revenue? Because that makes them independent. And then they don't, they're not, when they're not beholden to you, they can act like Andrade. So Vince had the, the, it's a terrible methodology, but it's, you treat them like circus animals, you make them beholden where they need you and they have no other way to make money and they're scared of their own shadow and they all stay in line. That's bad too though. That's a- It is terrible, yeah. but, there, but you, there is no middle ground right now because Tony Khan was like, eh, hey, you know, we're, we're going to be a Montessori school and instead of grades, you're going to get like, you know, your favorite color and you, hey, you got it red in math. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, I wonder. Maybe he's hiring Bandito to be the hall monitor. That's why you gotta. I, I I do think maybe you should put in a metal detector just so Brian Cage doesn't have to wear that dumbass fucking Terminator outfit ever again. Um, he loves it, bro. Dude, or just don't but, use Brian Cage. <laughs> well, we'll get to either, that. Either uh, either way, your problem solved. Or no, there's like, maybe there's like punishment. Like if you're bad, they send you to dark, or they send you to TNA, or maybe just a room with Jr. You know, and you just got to sit with Jr. like it's attention. Do we know that's where what JR Ring of Honor is? should really be? Just be sitting with Jr. <laughs> Ring of Honor should be. Yeah, we're demoting you to the minor leagues. Um, even though last night, no, just- it should be just a circle, just a ring, like a circle ring that you sit in, <laughs> kind of like in jail, where the hole or whatever, where it's just you shit in a tiny hole and that's it. And then JR's the monitor, but they're like, are you here because the monitor goes, nah, I got in trouble for sniffing Sky Blue's bags. But, yeah. but in all JR seriousness. JR just thinks he's working the Green Mile. He's thrilled about it. <laughs> in all seriousness, keeping guys, because Dark and Dark Elevation tapes out of Universal Studios. So they're not backstage at, at regular shows. So it kind of is like, you know, when like, if, like kids that get expelled from regular school and they have to go to like the special like high school, like the academy, that's where you should have to go. It's still some name guys, but it's like, you're going to put your time in there. WWE used to do that where they would send guys to like Deep South or OVW if they were had a bad uh, behavior or if they were just fat. Like Mark Henry and Big Show would have to go work uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and then fuck Cornette's wife because they were too fat to work for the main roster. Like that was your punishment is, all right, you're going to go work Dark Elevation. Fat enough to fuck Cornette's wife, but not fat enough to work. <laughs> that's actually ovw's slogan <laughs> uh do you think it would be better like and I, I this is a real question i know it sounds like a comedy question but if like do you think tony khan needs a nail situation that vince had like in the sense that like somebody need he needs to stand up to somebody they need to put hands on him and then they get fired but then the thing about the nails thing is like yes vince got his ass kicked but it was also like Oh man, well Vince is Vince is willing to get beaten up by a guy to do business. I mean, I, I know that's like that sounds really savage and really like primal, but like I do think that there's an element in the wrestling business where you need to know, like, I don't know. It's like it's, it's like Vince, what? The difference is is you hear about Vince McMahon getting hit by a guy and you picture a guy with some with I mean, Vince McMahon's a, a muscly man, you know, yeah. getting hit by a guy. If you picture Tony Khan getting hit by someone, you like you ever see like in like a sketches where they throw a guy and it's just like, <laughs> or it's, it's like, like the like, CCTV <laughs> footage of like somebody trying to escape yeah. robbery and getting hit. Yeah, by it's car. just like a doll thrown being thrown through the air. <laughs> so that's not the like issue Will Smith being thrown out the house or whatever. I mean, no I think Marco Stunt could easily beat up Tony Khan. So, yeah. <laughs> no one's going to touch Tony because then you're incurring the wrath of Shad Khan, and I'm not saying he makes people disappear. 
but Jacksonville had a much bigger population before he moved there. Um, <laughs> well, like, that's just because they realized they were living in Jacksonville. And it was that, that's true. Uh, Jacksonville, lovely city. Hope you guys are recovering from the storm. Our thoughts and prayers to you. Um, but oh, uh, yeah, sorry, what man. a fucking hellhole. Uh, <laughs> no, the storm could only improve things. <laughs> Jacksonville is like one of the top divorce capitals of the world. I don't know if you knew that. That's why JR moved there. He's cleaning up. <laughs> Want to uh, come see my condo? And put some sauce on that on that kitty. Um, oh, God. I'm sorry. I that, that, to, no, no, Dan. That's that. why it's in, Dan. That's what why. What it's if in, you do this? Here's my question for you guys. What if, like, in the beginning of the year, Tony, like, this would involve like longer term booking, but Tony's like, okay. We're thinking of feuding you with these three to five people this year. So you're allowed to talk shit about these three to five people on Twitter, but you can't talk to anyone else because the thing about Eddie and Sammy um, was that like, all right, they talk shit, but then like, we really wanted to see it afterwards. And we're like, oh, wow, this is a really fun match. Nobody wants to see fucking Sammy and Andrade. You know, even now, I don't think people really want to see it. You know, no, Unless- I mean, I'd like to see it, but it wouldn't be worth all of this, especially when the sh- yeah. when, when the idea of the fight is that he says I work too stiff and it's just like all exposing wrestling in such a silly way. Yeah. So do you, like, here's do you, the problem though, Dan, to that point that you just made, he just fucking did this. Yeah, they yeah. sent MJF home because he went into business for himself and he wasn't allowed to be seen for months. And is he being fired? He, he tried to work everybody with an angle by making it seem like a shoot with, oh, did you know MJF didn't show up for an appearance and he booked a flight and he was going to go home and, but he did show up, but now he's gone for three months. And where is he? I heard the flight is real again. I heard it turns out. Oh yeah. The the flight is real. Um, It's all, it's all totally shoot. None of it's a work, but you know, it's like he, he ran a work for three months that they tried to make seem like a shoot. And ever since that happened, the dam has burst on everything. It's it, it all started with Cody when Cody was allowed to go on TV and start talking about his contract and how he doesn't have a deal. It felt like, Oh, we're trying to work the audience, but this is all fake and whatever. And then Cody shows up at WrestleMania and you're like, "Uh Oh, um, and then they try to replicate that with MJF and everything else comes out where the audience doesn't know what the hell to think. And the audience just wants to like AEW. That's the difference. Like the audience was indifferent at best to WWE for years, which is why Tony Khan was able to capitalize. Like hardcore fans watch WWE out of just an obligation, not out of a, I'm a passionate fan of your product. With AEW, even during Dynamite, which we'll talk about, like during the scissor segment, they were just into it because they just want to love and enjoy and watch wrestling. I want to talk about that. It was great. It was like one show. And we will, but it, it was, but the idea is like their fans are willing to forgive anything just because they just want to watch something that they love and enjoy. And AEW is working very hard to ruin that with the behavior of their wrestlers and the lack of control that their ownership has. And it just sucks because you could have had something fantastic and instead you've got this situation. Like you gave wrestlers everything they ever wanted in a checklist. I hope they wanted to come back. They wanted a national brand where you have the ability to go out and have matches you want, cut promos you want. You want to work indies, you can go work indies. You don't want to be given scripted promos. You don't want to feel like you're being controlled and owned by a crazy old man. Yeah, you have a Twitch channel. You You can live as you want to live and do what you want to do and create your own characters. They gave them this haven 
and they still destroyed it because at the end of the day, you can't help the fact that some wrestlers are just fucking dickheads. And it's why Dark Side of the Ring will have 45 seasons. And, but at the end of the day, uh, it's Andrade and Sammy, and they can both fuck off. And the highlights of Dynamite, you go, please focus on those things. Why are you not? No, 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 not Ring of Honor. No, no, no. Come back, come back. AEW, yeah, yes, yeah. isn't AEW great? It does. It feels like, uh, you know, it feels like somebody who's like, AEW right now, it feels like a kid who's like amazing at art. But you, but he just is terrible at sitting still during math class, you know. Like Mike, Mike's yeah, not he here to defend himself, Dan. Tone, I, I think yeah. he has like a problem. Yeah, I think he needs uh, to settle a little. We, it's been, it's like the, it's like the broken record every week of oh, yeah. he does need writers or people to help structure a show who know what they're doing to structure a show, Wait, and what? it can't just be him with QT Marshall being like, "You're right, boss. You like my hair." <laughs> sure I, and that's why honestly this this what do you do I, I start letting go a lot of people even people who aren't asking to be released i just i start looking at the numbers we're three years in and i don't mean numbers as in ratings and this and that. i don't care about any of that even the the low attendance i i, I saw the top rafters empty last night i didn't give a fuck aew those first that first year was like that every show and it, they were bangers i don't care i, I love aew well but, it was a um, pandemic but yeah well, yeah, there's that. Well, no, but I don't even mean that. I'm talking about, you know, but anyway, um, you do have to start just looking at everything and going, this is bloated. We can't control everything. We can't write for everybody. Um, we let guys who aren't signed anyway come in and have matches every so often. So why don't we just release guys? And those released guys can come in every so often, but they don't have to be here backstage every week fucking getting frustrated with creative and whatnot. Just let them go. Have fucking 25, 30 people, not... Well, what is this roster? It's like 80 uh, or something? It's stupid. A, it's got, you can't lose Butcher and the Blade. They're yeah. they're the heartbeat but, but that's of the, the company. Thing. You know? don't have to lose yeah. Butcher and the Blade. It's like you go, hey, guys, we got to let you go. Look, we're going to be booking a Ring of Honor pay-per-view in two months. Uh, maybe you could be on a match in that if it makes sense to us. Maybe you could come back in three weeks and be in a match because we let guys come in and out anyway. But this sign shit where these guys have to show up and I get it. You're trying to make content with Dark and with this and that and you're trying to to make guys be better wrestlers through wrestling. No, make them go on the indies. And if they don't become better wrestlers on the fucking indies, let them leave. Like, that's the thing we forget about Omega and the Bucks is they busted their balls and they became the best wrestlers in the world. They didn't get signed like Jungle Boy and then just, and I'm not knocking Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy and he is working hard. But I mean, guys like that who are just hanging around in dark, let them go. Let them work on their mic skills somewhere else. Let them work on their in-ring skills somewhere else. Not Jungle yeah, Boy. Because he's the a, guys he pulls in from the indies tend to be all due respect, like goofy acts like Danhausen, who works and he's entertaining on, on TV. Danhausen Dan doesn't listen, Danhausen. I guess it's like you could sell merchandise, but yes, yes. Danhausen does not need a fucking AEW contract. Let him come hang out and wait. There's I, a I lot of like uh, hiring best friends. Okay, maybe he does, but I Brian Cage does. doesn't, even though that but match Brian was Cage great doesn't. last night. That match was awesome last night. A lot of Brian, guys. Yeah, Brian Cage is different than the other guys that were with Brian Cage, uh, who were who were just kind of hanging out. My uh, question, Scott, follow up question to you, Scott. Do you is there any is there any wisdom? And if you're Tony Khan, do you just fire CM Punk and Drada, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Ace Steel? Do you just fire them all and be like, all right, well, this is the new order now. If you go like this, you're fucking gone. Um. 
I, I mean, that's really tough to fire all those guys. I mean, it's it's an, such a weird it's, situation. It's a crazy. I mean, it's a, but and it, that's why I think the Andrade thing is so different. It's these guys are like, and I know it's, you have the top guy in your company and the vice president, but you also just have like emotions rising within moments as they're happening right. where the Andrade thing is like a phone call happening the night before. And then you driving to work, knowing you're going to hit a dude. Yeah. I mean, unless Sammy is so annoying that it's like, no, we're fine. And then you just heard his voice down the hall and you're like, you know what? Brother's getting hit, which is possible. <laughs> totally possible. That is very possible. Right. Well, but the times when that's happened before, it doesn't get out. Like, got, like that's the, boys the other used thing. To be it's good. like, damn, The boys yeah. used to be good at policing themselves. That was always the thing. It's like, we never really, like, there was always the wrestler's court stories and all that stuff. It's like, nine times out of ten, we didn't hear about it. It usually would happen at, like, a house show where it was only, like, the, the agent in charge and the guys just settled shit on their own as opposed to now where it's, you know, to, to be, you know, regressive 1950s Jim Ross, where there's a bunch of ladies under at the hairdryer, uh, the hair salon, like it's, it, it, everything gets out, like every moment of everything well, gets and out. And it affects TV in every way where you're going, wait, why is Sammy on TV at all? You know, like you're analyzing, you're going, where think about if, you know, Shawn Michaels' original push, right? If every the, the gossip of what he did backstage that day got out before he went out every night, it would be different, you know? He got, well, Sammy got great heat. Well, he did. He did. Yeah. You still suck after every great spot was was awesome. Yeah. You still suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, an, it's an interesting time to be a wrestling fan, folks. There was also a television show last night, AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Hour one, MJF versus Wheeler, Utah, Utah, uh, with uh, with some some silly business by the firm. Chris Jericho promo backstage saying they're gonna you know kill Danny Garcia and and Brian Danielson. Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen with a weird like Ring of Honor handshake at the end of it, even though they had just done one beforehand. Brian Cage versus Wardlow for the TNT championship. Robert, what did you think of this first hour? Oh, come on. Um, so MJF Wheeler Yuta was fantastic. This is your opening your three-year show with young talent. Um, I'm being biased because these are both friends of mine. I think they're absolutely awesome. Taz on commentary bringing up that it was Yom Kippur. So Max was fasting, which is why he might lose. Is was an absolute home run. Uh, the match was great. The crowd was super into it because they remembered, oh, yeah, Max can wrestle and Yuta can wrestle. And that audience was there to watch a great wrestling match and chant, this is awesome, appropriately. Uh, the post-match stuff was really disjointed and, and made no sense where you had Lee Moriarty attacking Yuta when Max was going for the handshake. And then Max looks conflicted about what's going on. But then Regal showing up at the brass knuckles was an awesome moment, but made no sense. Cause it's like, wait, are we being serious about Max? Are we not? Because if we're yeah, being maybe serious Regal brass knuckles is what you need backstage. Yeah. I think, I think MJF great. needed like, I, cause I agree. I loved all of this, but, there had to be a moment where MJF started like, oh yeah, of course I'm going to punch him. And right, since like, we didn't get the, of course, obviously I'm fucking with you. It made you go, well, wait a second. What is exactly? But, but to be fair, Scott, that's also Daniel Garcia's storyline for the last several weeks where it's like, is he conflicted? Is he not? 
And then we see the exact same finish in the next match. So it's like, you don't have oh, agents God. talking oh, to I each know. other, yeah. which is so uncomfortable. Sure. Uh, I will praise them. They did an amazing video package building up the Blackpool Combat Club, Jericho. Like they're doing some things correctly after three years that I've been screaming about, which was a really well done video package because they do tell logical storylines. Lethal and Darby had a, a good match. It was athletic. It was telling, it was reminding the crowd like, Oh yeah, Darby Allen's here and he should be one of your top stars. Cause he's someone you can rely on. He's not going to be a fuck up in the back. The crowd loves him. He should be your Jeff Hardy, not your actual Jeff Hardy. You went out and signed for no reason. Like build on MJF, build on Yuta, build on, on Darby. Didn't understand the point of T like is if lethal's with him, I, I, I don't really care. Honestly, like it's like I don't really need Lethal on TV. No, nah, um, Lethal has that. That's really unfortunate. The the embassy, I guess at least they, they introduce like they feel super low rank. I remember Nana and Ring of Honor and thinking like that guy doesn't fit Jesus that price. What is that character? It's like he's been that character for twenty years, and he's he kind of sucks. Really Cage, it was a coming to America gimmick. Cage and Wardlow was way better than I thought it was going to be, which is a, a lower bar, but it felt like a decent WWE match. But I kept thinking of the Cornette thing of like, you know, if you have two giants and they wrestle, they just look like two dudes. These guys are both massive men that when they're wrestling each other, just look like two dudes. The awkward part was Excalibur was telling the story of the embassy of this guy who's a, a an African prince who's using his money to build up an army which is literally the same story they're doing with the Trustbusters. Nobody's talking to each other within their own company where they're realizing they're shitting on a storyline. They're already running. And then after the match, you had Samoa Joe come out and FTR come out confronting God, the FTR other members of the embassy. Know, huh? Jesus Christ. But it was, again, it's like, it's all a bunch of Ring of Honor bullshit that you don't need. It, it made what would have been a cool moment feel like way lesser than. And that's like anything involving Ring of Honor now, everyone's just sort of pre-programmed to not care about when it was cool where it's like, oh, cool, here's Joe and FTR and Wardlow all all running in. And I want to see this conversation, except I really kind of don't. And I don't care about Ring of Honor. And they're not giving you a reason to care about Ring of Honor. Scott, what do you think of this first hour? Uh, loved the opening match. Both guys, great. MJF yoked, right? He'd been working Dude, out all summer. Yeah. Right, we're uh, <laughs> Robert. I'm, I'm not sure saying, if like, I like it. I don't know. My baby, I, I get that gas is five dollars a gallon, but dude, well done. <laughs> Just no, that means tearing. If you get muscles, it's they're tearing. That can't be good, nice. Maxwell. But, <laughs> but I, uh, I, I really did love this match. The well, when I saw I mean, him come out, I'm like, oh, he could be a top guy in WWE now. Oh he's, brother! Yeah, he's you know, getting that 2024 know, physique ready. When I was like, "Oh, that that that's that a guy. physique right there," the guy, right? He's yeah. he's the shit. Anyway, um, he's I like loved that. Kevin the, Sullivan, you believed. He's like, yeah. Kevin Darby also Darby gained weight too, which is funny. Um, you know, it's not the same type of weight, but he's 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 getting a little chubby. Now he can go on rides. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. That's is he hilarious. gaining weight, or is that thing where, like, sometimes you see like those like starving children where they get the protruding stomach? Yeah, it could be that. <laughs> it could be the end. Yeah, you're right. He's bloating. Um, yeah. And then Brian Cage. Look, Brian Cage versus Wardlow. I absolutely loved, and I loved everything that happened after with all the Ring of Honor guys. Um, everything got the reaction it was supposed to get. I mean, FTR beyond over, obviously Samoa Joe over. And I really loved it. And I liked seeing these guys fight these guys. 
I don't like that it's for Ring of Honor. If this was like happening and it's my brainwashing it going, this is for AEW and the AEW organization. And I know it is because it's on AEW TV. Um, I would be hyped. But when you do make this divide that it is Ring of Honor, even though there's no Ring of Honor show and we are watching Ring of Honor on AEW, um, I do disconnect like Robert does. And it does feel less important because I don't know what you're doing. And I guess we can talk about it later because the Danielson Ring of Honor title, you know, he might win next week. But um, FTR, it's so nerve wracking, right? Because you go, if, if time is limited with them and they are leaving, this sucks, man. Give them the AEW titles. What the fuck are we doing? But if they are staying, um, OK, because the acclaimed should not lose the titles. Right. Obviously, we know that. Not yet. But FTR does need to win those titles. So what do you do? Well, it's the problem. Um, If they're sticking around, we're fine. And you know what? Let's wait and let FTR build Ring of Honor. And this is annoying. And and, and I have heard that 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 New Japan match was amazing. They'll release it in a few weeks, I guess. Keep doing that. You have a lot of titles and that's great. And they do get the pops. But like time's a waste and you got it. You got to give them the AEW titles. Well, the problem speaking of time, though. Um, realizing that they went two hours and 15 minutes on this show, the stare down went too long. Like they, it's like, they didn't know what to do with the extra time. Like you had the guys stare down and they backed off and then it just kind of kept going and it didn't have a further payoff. It just kind of became diminished. I I'm glad they got the extra time to, for the extra 15 minutes, but like use that time more wisely than we're going to have an extended stare down, which is something WWE does. That's always super annoying. Well, yeah. it, but it, you know what, when, when you have a moment like this, you go, Oh, Tony obviously knows what he has with FTR. He's not stupid. Um, and this can't possibly any longer be punishment. It's fucking insane. So whether it's, he knows that they're leaving. And so it's like, Oh fuck. I gave him the ring of honor titles and I'll let them have that and whatever. And if they're leaving, that's the way it's gotta be. Don't give them the AW titles, even though it's an amazing story and, We'd all be at home crying watching them win, win the gold. Uh, you can't give it if they're going to leave. But if they're not leaving, brother, strap the rocket to them. Uh, I love the acclaimed. My girl now loves the acclaimed. She watched it and was dying laughing. But uh, yeah, Sarah loved it. Sarah just loved MJF and the acclaimed. You know, the most over, you know, the problem is besides MJF, the most over people in that company are FTR and the acclaimed, and they're going to only be one tag team champion. So it's like, what do you fucking do in that situation? Because I mean, FTR and the acclaimed are so much are so much hotter than anybody else on that roster to the point of like where when FTR came out tonight and when when the acclaimed came out and did that segment, it felt like a different show. Like it felt like it was like, oh, yeah. like the whole place, like when it reminded me of night of late 90s WWE, where it was like these two acts are so fucking over, way more over than Mox and Page were. You know, it's like, what, what, what do you do? I don't know what you do. It's, it's now, it's, now, unless like you really, because they are both like those cheers were bigger than anybody's last night, in my opinion, FTR's cheers and the acclaims cheers where it's, you do pull the trigger and it's face for face and you just have people go nuts and whoever wins, wins. I'd you like know, the problem is, is like, uh, they, the, the, both teams do an, like one thing so much better than the other team that like, there's going to be, I feel like, because like FTRs are, are such better wrestlers than the acclaimed, and the acclaimed are such better talkers and more entertaining than FTR, and and it's like, so it's like you're gonna lose something either way. Whoever's not the champion, you know. Sure. Um, I I don't know. I I do think just two notes that I had. First off, the crucifix pin is a great finish because 
it lets your opponent off the hook. Like, oh, I just got caught. You know, he didn't get beat. I got caught. Um, MJF clearly likes Wheeler Utah as a guy because <laughs> any other person who would cut that shitty of a promo, and I think Wheeler is great in the ring, MJF would have just chewed him up. And instead, you could tell, like, MJF was like, no, I like this guy. I don't want to totally ruin his thing. And the other thought that I had, which I think Robert will appreciate, I realized Malachi Black is the Larry David on SNL of professional wrestling. He fucking quit, and now he has to quietly come back and pretend it didn't happen. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Hour two. We have a Britt Baker promo backstage, followed by a six-woman tag and a showdown with Soraya and Britt. The National Scissoring Day segment, which maybe, I mean, like, you know, look, I think the Sammy Bloodwine segment was segment of the year, but this this is this could be a close second, bro. Uh, Roosh versus Adam Page. Uh, John Moxley promo. Luchasaurus versus Fuego Del Sol with an interference by Jungle Boy. We're getting Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus next week in Canada. And Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Danny Garcia and Brian Danielson. Scott, what do you think of the second hour? I actually liked a lot of the second hour. Um, the women's match, there was fun moments. Willow Nightingale was phenomenal. She's very good. I, mean, yeah. I guess she's fighting at... Um, she's going to lose for a third time against Jade, but she's very good. Yeah, yeah, but goddamn, she was a blast. Match was good, you know uh soraya soraya what are we doing yeah i guess she's gonna she has to wrestle now right because brick cut that problem. yeah i mean and she got physical last night right so yeah. yes i don't look it's too many people's houses in AEW. <laughs> for sure it's everybody's house so that's always i get a little douche chill when when and it's only been what two or three weeks that she's been this is my house and i'm already like yikes this is uncomfortable but i like the match what was after that hangman versus roosh it was a good match. I liked it. I was glad to see Hangman get the reaction he got. I actually really liked that segment after with Moxley coming out. And oh, I love that. He cut an amazing promo. Yeah, like saving his ass from private party, yeah. but also, you know, arguing with him. And then Hangman's response, I thought, did favors for Hangman. So Moxley cuts this great promo, and then Hangman is just like, if you've been waiting for this long, let's go. And then it's like, oh, shit. And then everybody started chanting, uh, chanting cowboy shit, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. This uh, it don't feel like a program, but it's a program. No, I want to I want to say this. Uh, I I root for Adam Hangman Page in a way that I haven't like really rooted for a wrestler since Danielson at WrestleMania 30. For whatever reason, he has that thing for me, maybe because I see the cowboy in myself in him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I connect I connect with Hangman spiritually. I want to see him do well. Keep going, Scott. And then the main event, I really enjoyed the main event. <laughs> but, but, you can't have Sammy stand tall no matter fucking what happened backstage, even if he didn't swing or anything, if he was attacked. Because in the goddamn beginning, uh, he still talks shit on the internet, on Twitter. You don't get to, he doesn't get to win the match. I thought that was brutal. Look, I, I don't like being like, that sets bad precedent because I don't believe people watch things and go, no, I could do this. Like, they do that in a manip in a manipulative way, not in a like, oh, wow, I guess I can. I'm a dummy. And so I don't think this like uh, changes anything, but I think it makes Tony look like a fucking moron again. Uh, and he stay looking like a moron for a month and a half now. Well, you know, it's pretty bad when, uh, you know, like 
Because like when the AEW started out, like listen to Cornette and I'd be like, well, this is whack. Some of these criticisms, you just don't like this type of wrestling and it is over. But now like everything that Cornette is saying and last, it's just like, I mean, he said it today. He was just like, dude, it's gotten to the point where Meltzer is now shitting on AEW. It's bad. You know, like it, 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 it's like they're just. Yeah, but it does feel like it's for for these things. And we do have to remember that we go, oh, my God, it's so crazy. It's so bad. It's like it's CM Punk, Andrade. Let's see who else it is. It's like it isn't that many people. I mean, you know, I've worked at a slaughterhouse. I've seen more fights. I've worked at a CVS. I've seen more fights. I've worked at a, a bagel shop. I've seen more fights. So. Yeah, when I worked security, a guy punched. It's not the end of the world, but but it is all happening at the same time, and there is a reason, and it is because uh, because people people see Tony shaken or something. Yeah, I think that they do. I I I don't know. I I just realized I started doing that thing that I do when I get I started eating a sandwich during the. I'm gonna stop doing that. (laughs) I start getting hyped. Um, Uh, yeah, and I think you're. Dude, Sammy, know, St- Robert, Robert, Sammy standing tall. I mean, what the, f- that's crazy. Even if we, we, we look during the show, we thought he swung. That was what TMZ first reported, right? That, that Sammy got shots in. We were like, what is this guy doing here? He should be fired. This and that. Now, look, I don't think Sammy should be fired. I do think he needs to be sent home for a little while because he talks too much shit, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, you don't end the show with him. I do think you can keep him in the match, but I think you do have to change the goddamn ending. What do you think, Robert? I would have pulled him from the match. You would have pulled him um, from the match? I would have pulled him from the match and I would have replaced him with Hager because Hager was there and Hager had line of the night by talking about how much he liked the hat. So it would it would have been a very easy fix of even if they're doing that promo in the back with the group and it could have been them all talking about the match and then Hager stepping up being like, no, 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 Sammy, I like this hat. I want to kick this guy's ass. I want in this match. Chris, let me get in this match. With Man, you. you are 100% right. Yeah. And then there's your fix. And then Hager can stand tall because the dude hasn't done anything on TV in a while. Why not? And even while, and while you have Danny on the ground, put the fucking hat on him. There's your heat. <laughs> like, it's not that, again, wrestling isn't that hard. And I know you're like, you worked in a slaughterhouse and a CVS and all that. I worked in two wrestling companies and never saw any kind of fighting like I'm seeing here. And it's and we had the big I had fucking Bob Holly and Chris Benoit when I worked with them. And it wasn't this much fucking drama. Yeah, well, they were just uh, like, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Chris. not true, Robert. There, there, there was all wrestler sport and everything. There was. Yeah, but it wasn't. What are we talking public. about drama? There wasn't this much. It wasn't talking public. on Twitter by losers like us. That's it, what it was. was. No, but it wasn't. It, this stuff didn't come out as being <laughs> regardless. Anyway, our this two is a different time. I, no, it wasn't a different time. These got those that roster. We're, Brother, we're it is a different psych- time. I can we go had- online right now and watch the war in Ukraine, like for, by a, from a soldier, not a news guy, a soldier. He, yes. he puts a GoPro on killing people. Right, it's a different but time. I guarantee you're getting you, what- everybody's business. So we watch the program differently. We react to the program differently. Look, look, look. If we knew the backstage politics as much as we did while you were working, I would have guessed that Benoit would have killed his family. All right. First of I would all, a lot of okay, a lot of guys knew Scott. There's a difference. The stuff that came out was because there were stooges that were trying to leak stuff out. It wasn't everybody was Look, obsessed with making sure the stuff Benoit, got out there. <laughs> you saw you could have saw signs, but instead you guys let this Wait, bullshit they still, happen. They still kind of had Twitter then, right? 
no, not, barely, not no, no. 506, no. But it, regardless, it was like, but the point is, is that there wasn't even this level of drama there that didn't get out. That like we heard about, it's like it didn't reach that extra level. That's um, not true. I remember all this crazy shit happening. The hardcore Hollies fucking beating the shit out of Renee Dupree. Me, that was uh, okay. But so there was that one instance that happened with Holly and Dupree, and that's a perfect example. That was something that happened where Robert's it, saying it this hurt. forgetting all the wedgies he got while he was there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, I'm not jeopardizing my NDA. Yeah, did, backed, didn't you have to, you have to wear one. mud on an airplane once? Weren't you covered yeah. in mud on an airplane once? No, that was Goldstein. Oh, that was Goldstein. Uh, okay, you're yeah, confusing yeah. your Jews, <laughs> um, which, which you know, you, which you know, JBL used to do all the time. So I get it. Um, well, well, here's here's uh, my question with uh, with this, Robert. If what you're saying is true, like. Wouldn't like when Seamus got into a fight with one of the colognes or whatever, or I don't know, what is a cologne or was it a it was uh Sincara, the new Sincara or something? We didn't hear about it until like six months later, and that guy beat Seamus's ass. But there was even stuff like the the Booker T and Batista thing where they got in the fight at the shooting at the filming of a commercial. Yeah. It's like you 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 set the stuff stayed private, you settled it private, you pulled them both, you had conversations penalties were were doled out and the shit got buried and it was done and you were professionals and the idea is just go forward and make money this is everybody so obsessed with putting it out there and controlling their own narrative which is a great name for a wrestling company by the way but it's it's not good for for what they're they're doing but what was not good was hour two of dynamite um trying to tie it back in here uh the women should be the control your narrative because he really is trying to control his narrative yeah, but the problem is control your narrative is a lot about promos, and I've heard Andrade's promos. Um, like we're we're good. Uh the, the women's six women was fine. Uh, I'm glad they gave Willow the 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 moment to shine. Uh and then yeah, it was to be like, look, Soraya can do stuff, even though she really can't like she's Barely. still super fragile. Yeah, it's like when Rick Rude was in DX, like he can hold a briefcase and that's about it. Like, let's not do anything with him. Uh I don't need to see character development with private party and Roosh and Baker talking about when she was like with the promo up front. Oh, because the the internet. Dan, uh, the internet was saying that she's not cleared to wrestle. Uh, so then the idea was for her to be like, I saw you're not cleared to wrestle, which apparently is the case, but you know, that makes you heal for believing the internet. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I guess Andrade's assistant is now just going to take over for Andrade and doing like, uh, I don't know. The, hey, the acclaimed, he's one of the most cut guys on the roster, bro. Yes. Uh, the acclaimed yeah, he uh, should be cut too. scissor segment was the crowd was super into it. Like if the crowd turned on this, this thing could have sucked, but it was great because the audience was there for every minute. They wanted to have fun. It, as much as I loved it and I really enjoyed it, you can't help, but with the DX thing coming up on Monday, like it felt like they were trying, like they were doing a, like a DX segment. And then it just kind of feels like well, you're. It didn't fucking help that they kept cutting that sign in the crowd that said DX. And they the- kept cutting the sign, but the podium made you think of the Triple H, yeah. uh, Shawn Michaels. Like it, it was just a little thing where it's like, you don't have to do it. But I loved Max bringing up his dad with a Super Bowl ring. I thought that was good. Swerve did a great job getting heat in that He's segment. Good at being like a swarmy heel. He isn't, He's a great cool. shitty heel. He's a yeah. great heel. And then it should have ended right there. I didn't need Mark Sterling. Again, had they not oh had God, this extra totally 15 minutes that part out and, totally and, and all out. future like versions of this, they will cut that part out. But it's like it should have just ended with the heat it, on. You, you want to see where Mark Sterling could run. 
<laughs> and I made me want to run away. Uh, Sky Blue and Madison Rain and Anna Jay and Ty. Oh my Conti god! Can we talk about yes? Can we? Just whoa! Let's 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 start because that was the segment where my wife stopped what she was doing because she was working on stuff. She goes, "Who the fuck is this girl?" Like Anna Jay, man. Look, uh, I get it. She's very pretty. She's very pretty. But like. This fucking, she cannot talk. She can't, she's in the ring. I don't know what the character is. Like, at least Ty Conti, it's like, yeah, she's annoying, but that's part of the character. And, like, I have no fucking idea what, Anna Jay. You know what she's dude, like? She may be edging out, like, what's his name for me? Von Wagner in NXT. Like, it's going to be between her and Von Wagner. But Von Wagner, they haven't put in, in as many prominent positions as Anna Jay. So. You know what she's like? I've just figured it out. Anna Jay is like a magician's assistant. If she actually like went through the trauma of the magic tricks, you know, so like, <laughs> so like every night she was actually sawed in half. And then the next day she had to just come to work and be like, hello, everybody. Everything is fine. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, but dude, Robert, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't mention the scissor me segment. I watched it with my girlfriend and it felt amazing. It felt like like uh the perfect thing to show someone, which is so crazy to go, no, this is good wrestling. And it's just like everybody being weirdos. And it was beautiful and fantastic. And, and of course, Mark Sterling shouldn't have been there, but it yeah, was, yeah, awesome the goofy, moment. the audience loved it. Swerve coming out and making fun of Billy Gunn for his shirt being popular. Like you're going to get kids suspended from school again. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was great. I mean, cause it was such a shitty, it was like, it's the opposite of a Kevin Owens line. You know, because I love Kevin Owens, but a lot of Kevin Owens heel work, you're like, all right, well, you're still kind of getting yourself over as a baby face. But yeah. that line was like strictly, okay, I know you guys are going to boo me and hate me for this, 100%. It was it was good. Um, I didn't like the announcer stepping on the running with scissors joke, because then when Billy repeated it, it didn't sound as original, even though it was clearly the setup. Uh, Sky Blue is a fantastic actress. The way that she seemed disinterested and embarrassed <laughs> to be a part of this, I really <laughs> believe she didn't want to be there. Um, she came off a lot better than Anna Jay. I will say that. Yes, Roosh and Page felt like the night after the Montreal screw job, and they still made Jim Neidhart work like that was what this <laughs> felt like. This poor guy. Um, again, I don't need to see Private Party for a second time in the show. Moxley's promo was, was fine. Um, and then Willow being excited that she won a match like it kind of made her feel like a little bit of a geek which i didn't love because it's like no she won and whatever and it's a good thing jade was standing a foot and a half away uh when she hasn't been on tv in like a month uh luchasaurus fuego del sol was a fantastic match uh it was the best booked match of the entire show uh laid out perfectly one move and done uh they set up the thing for toronto great jericho and sammy versus danielson and uh garcia uh the the wrestling Daniels the thing that bothered me the most if Mike was here he would have pointed out that as the guys who are not supposed to be sports entertainers Danielson and Garcia should have never done the in unison elbows to the head because it felt like a sports entertainment spot and not a pro wrestling spot like it felt way too over the top goofy oh, um it just it was a minor thing where I wrote it and I was like eh, I don't know about that uh yeah Sammy's standing tall when it could have been anyone else that didn't make a ton of sense. Uh, and I guess now is just as good a time as any. They're making this big debut in Toronto, which they've been hyping for a long time. We're coming to Canada. This is massive. Mm -hmm. And your main event is Danielson and Jericho for the Ring of Honor title, not the AEW, like not AEW related. It's 
to- it makes the match feel less than it should be when it really is a huge match that they are delivering for that crowd. And that to me kind of sucks. Amen. Oh, hey, hey, well, I, I will say this, the booking, it, the, the Sammy thing, right? The idea before the fight, cause we're all watching this going, why is Sammy standing tall? The idea is because he's on Chris's side and now Daniel has to sit there. Daniel Garcia has to sit there looking, going, Oh man, I got pinned by the guy who, who chooses Jericho every time. And I just chose Danielson and now I lost. So I fucked up. And now going into this Jericho match, you're wondering, Oh, is Garcia now like questioning siding with Danielson? Cause it was a very vague siding with, and it wasn't like, you know, he's never struck Jericho yet. Right. I mean, aside from in this match, but he didn't like have that like segment moment where it's like, I hate you. And it's over even though it felt like that last week, it wasn't completely, even though they had a match just now. And I think they were trying to, you know, tell that story, which I get and I like it. It's just ruined by the Sammy drama. And the fact that I don't really care about the Ring of Honor title. And now it's like, yeah, I would love Danielson to win a title. Uh, I don't want it to be the Ring of, I don't want him to be the Ring of Honor champion. Danielson wins, right? No, I think it's got to be Jericho, man. And Garcia, Jericho. Screw, and Garcia screws Danielson or something. I don't. I would have had Garcia screw Danielson, but I would have not done this match then. Yeah, I, yeah. I, this yeah, should have been man. all. It should have been the plan all along was Garcia was a plant to screw with Danielson to embarrass him and to make Listen, a really man. entertaining sporty story. But the, you went too far when you had such an intense back and forth match. Where now it looks like. Garcia is just it's just it's muddy. I heard I heard Dan I heard Danielson had this idea when he left WWE that he wanted to win the NWA title and travel around the world defending it in New Japan, like in actual companies, but he's the NWA champion everywhere. What if Tony decides to do that with the Ring of Honor title for him? I know I look, I'm not Isn't that what they're doing with Pac's title though. Isn't that the Pac title thing? Uh, yes, well, but, yeah, we are, but Scott already forgot yeah. that, that title exists. Yeah, well, it's like no, we I, forgot Pac exists. Well, Trent, uh, Trent's fighting him right on Friday. For the uh, in one of the two matches that they're fighting in, yes, because they're oh fighting no, so on I guess Battle that's in two weeks. So you're right. Oh no, 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 oh, no, 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 Scott, yes. they're doing it on Battle of the Belts, which I think was taped after Dynamite. Rampage is live, where they're nope. doing Death Triangle against uh, Dark Order. Oh wow! Wait, so Battle of the Belts is filmed already? We think, I think maybe. it was filmed or already. It's filmed, it's... or no, it's filmed after Rampage, I think, and then or no, because it airs. It Friday, airs right? after Rampage. Uh, the, the fuck, guy, dude. The, 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 like, I maybe just Tony just t- call TNT and say, I don't want to do Battle of the Belts anymore. Yeah, like as it, a, because that's what he's telling all of us every time that we are reminded of it that he does not care about it. He doesn't that's want the one to thing, this. dude, you know I'm an AEW mark, but that's like the one thing where I go, look, we got to admit there's problems. Not one battle of the belts has felt like it mattered at all. It, it felt like he's trying to make it not matter almost. And and where's Jim Ross? Like, in oh, all honestly, seriousness. I think I, it's been since the punk thing, dude. I mean, it's, it's so after about, punk, he would show up for like an hour, right? For a main yeah. event. So either he's sick or going through something, or he's one of those guys who got bit by the Triple H bug, man. No, no, no. But they've been using him on like Rampage. So they bring him to TV and then don't use him on Dynamite. It yeah, feels I, I weird. Doubt Hunter wants, I, I doubt that, that JR is part of Hunter's plans right now. But I know Hunter thinks, you know, JR is the greatest ever. He he uh, did, but that's because he hasn't watched AEW <laughs> and seen and seen you know that dude. The, I, mean, uh, I hate to say a dude's lost it, but that dude fucking dude. Lost. What if it's J- Jr. was leaking everything to Meltzer? I can definitely I can definitely see Jr. leaking. 
Uh, so, yeah, How dare sense. you? Jim Ross still brings it every week on Grilling JR here on the Ad Free Shows Network. Conrad Thompson. Yes. It yes. is a a stellar stellar program. I mean, if you want to get backstage uh, gossip as well as the history of the company from the voice mm-hmm. of the WWE. And a scholar, a gentleman, someone that I call a close personal friend, Conrad Thompson, Grilling JR. And Robert really shows. is the Andrade of ad-free shows, where he just keeps saying shit, thinking he's going to get canned. But nope. <laughs> I'm not worried. No what, I, they, I, they can't get rid I'm, of him. I'm, I'm praising the guy. He's. I think they're. Yeah. I think they're both great. And I, I'm. I'm actually thinking about refinancing my home uh, uh, and and saving because you know being this thirty year mortgage, <laughs> it's starting to chafe around my neck. Um, All right, let's get to the extreme rules predictions. WWE has a big show this Saturday night. It's a really good call. Now, AEW has the big show, but he's hurt. When he's not hurt, they're going to let him wrestle again. <laughs> oh, my God. I read that. That's not, That wasn't even my low spot. It should have been my low spot. But, yeah, uh, Tony, all, all, all the news, we don't get any answers from Tony, but he brings in new bad news every interview. <laughs> like, I, I've noticed that the last, like, every every new, every interview he's had, there's been, like, multiple things that have come out that you just are like, what are you talking about, dude? Um but I'll get to that in high spot, low spot. Extreme Rules 2022 predictions. Uh, I'm going to be watching this. So is Robert. Scott, I assume you'll watch it or catch some clips at some point. Uh, the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium. We're going to do predictions here. It will be, I mean, this is the only match. I think this is the least predictable match, but it's going to be very predictable after Friday because whoever wins, Sheamus or Walter, the their, the opposite team is going to get the win on Saturday, which is, you know, the smart booking yes. and it's a Donnie Brook match. And, you know, it, it should be, I mean, it should be good. You know, the problem with like, when you have a street fight on a, on a, on a card like this, it's like, well, isn't fucking every match a street fight, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think these guys will be really good. Uh, Scott, who do you got? Uh, I think Seamus and the boys are winning this one because I think Walter needs to be undefeated in singles and everything else doesn't necessarily matter. Especially in an extreme, you know, in a, in a match where you could be, like, killed with a hammer, you know? Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I, th- um, I think uh, I, would, I would say Imperium is probably going to win just because you need to establish them further as being a great unit. And the reason this is on there is WWE, when they find six-man combinations that work, like they found this at the Shield within the Wyatt family or the, the Wyatt family in New Day, uh, where you can just put those guys in there and let them work, and you have you know five really good workers in this match, um, it's, it's just a good thing. It's just a good match to add to this show. It's just going to be a wild, fun brawl. Uh, I think uh, Gunther, Gunther and uh, Sheamus was a highlight of Clash of the Castle. The SmackDown match, I'm sure, is going to be fantastic. And this is just let these six beat the fuck out of each other. You can still have Sheamus being hurt from whatever happened on SmackDown and give Imperium an out just because I don't want to see Imperium get punished again. Also, um, why is it that, like, you know, we saw Clash of the Castle and so the Sheamus-Walter feud has been going on for almost, like, a month and a half now, two months, I don't know. But uh, we saw this, we saw that, and it was great. And then WWE was like, hey, let's keep going with it. We just saw Sammy and Eddie have a really fun match in New York, and then they just kind of dropped it. Are they not doing that story anymore? Like, I understand you don't want to go back to the way Vince was, where you really do something to death 
and there's like you know seven Lashley Drew McIntyre matches in a row and you want to kill yourself but I feel like they're moving on too fast from shit oh yeah Tony it's again it goes back to the uh undiagnosed ADD Scott thinks he has <laughs> Edge versus Finn Balor for an I quit match um the way they set this up on Raw from what I've read I didn't watch Raw is that you know, Edge said, no man of pain will ever make me say I quit. So the, the theory is, at least according to Meltzer, that, you know, this is a way for Beth, for Rhea Ripley to attack Beth Phoenix. And that's, you know, that's how that's how Finn gets the win is that he says I quit because someone in his family is threatened, which I think is probably good out. I know that Edge has a lot of respect for Finn and I'm sure he wants to do another match with him. So if you have Edge go over, you're not going to get another match. Um, so I think it's going to be fan and it's going to be through some, you know, gimmicky type thing. Scott. Yeah. Finn wins, dude. Finn's getting a push after this. Yeah. Uh, it'll, you know, I don't think like this is not going to on paper, the idea of Finn Balor beating edge and getting the rub and the torch. It's like, there's no torch to be passed by edge because no. he was gone for so long, you know, and also Finn's 40. <laughs> Yeah, and Finn's been around forever, and yeah, like you're, you're 100% you're right, man. A different guy. Yeah, but since they've never, you know, well, it feels like they've never properly pulled the trigger on Finn in, like, a way that was like, oh, this makes sense. You you do feel like he's still a rookie or something, and you go, they this is Finn's moment. Yeah, you know. yeah, and I think Finn's going to make him quit. And, yeah, of course, it's going to involve Rhea and Beth. That sounds right, because it can't be Christian. Well, the only other people it could be would be Edge's kids. That's where I think this is going. I think it's going to be, you're going to have Beth in the arena. I think you're going to have Rhea there. So you're teasing that, but you have Dom showing up at Edge's house because you basically want to set this up where Edge is going to want to kill Dominic and Ray, who's been trying to hold Edge back this whole time. Now it's like the dam has to burst. Like now Edge is like, I have to murder your son. And that's the story they've been trying to tell for weeks and weeks. They've been doing such a really nice job of this layered Ray Mysterio story that defending Dominic constantly I, I, screws him over. It led to him and, and AJ coming to blows on Raw, which was a great moment. Um, I think that Dominic fucking with Edge's kids, or even just teasing that he's going to fuck with Edge's kids, it's like the line you're not supposed to cross. And now it's going to be dude, Edge Rhea wants Ripley to kill Dominic. Saved that stable, dude. She She's great. It. She saved it. No, like, no, 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 Dominic. I think them together, stable. maybe both, maybe, maybe, maybe both of them. Listen, if Dominic goes to those kids house, uh, Edge's house this weekend, it is that that segment is, oh, he's going to knock it out of the park. I can't wait. He's he's going to do like part of me. All due respect to Buddy Murphy. Uh, I love you. Great guy. I really want Rhea and Dominic to wind up together in real life. Uh, like, that would be the most awkward cu- couple ever. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't think that. You know, it's like one of those things where I don't think that Andrade really hit Sammy that hard yesterday because Sammy would be black and blue. Like, I imagine Andrade and Charlotte look way worse after they consensually fuck than Sammy did getting assaulted. Well, I'm sure Rick can confirm that. <laughs> Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. Um, if this, if Bailey was more over, I'd say, I'd say Bailey, but. I think it's going to be Bel Air just because, you know, I I love Io, Io, Io Sky and Io Shirai. I mean, those are the same people, but 
uh, Dakota Kai and Eos, or Dakota Sky and Eos Sky. Jesus, um, I love Dakota I love, Kai and Eos Sky. Yeah, that's it. Okay, there we go. Uh, there, I, I love those, but I, I think this. I, I still don't really know what the stable is. I mean, obviously Bailey's doing a lot of fun stuff on social media with like shitting on former Bailey fans, and you know she kind of gets the character, but the the whole stable in, in itself just feels like. Uh, it's like all things to nobody for me. I don't think it's bad. It's just not anything. Um, it's just three. Uh, all due respect, it's the it's the gimmick. This is three bitches, right? Isn't that the idea? I mean, three bitches are the best workers. Is that like? Well, the idea yeah, is like that three they, bitches who gonna be a bitch to you? No, no. It's it's they feel like things were handed to other women that were not handed to them. That Bailey had to fight and claw and scratch to That's get to the main bitch, roster. Bitchin'. Yes, there you go. Uh, and and uh, EO and Dakota are the slapjack of the uh, the women's tag division since they were both, you know, one was fired and one was just not going to be going forward with a contract. And now it's like they feel like they have a chip on their shoulders. So they're just going to ruin everybody's day. But uh, this would have probably been Bailey, except Charlotte is now saying she wants to come back and wrestle on Raw. Oh, no, it's going to be Andrade in a wig. I, I think it'll be a great match, though. I mean, Bianca Belair is the most athletic uh, woman in wrestling, and Bailey's one of the best workers in wrestling. So I think those two things together are gonna gonna create a great match. Yeah, I think uh, I think Bailey is low key maybe the best women's wrestler. I don't know about that, but she's up there for sure. I think she's the way she tells the story reminds me of. Uh, of like that '90s work rate wrestling, like she okay. for some reason every time I watch Bailey, I think of like Mr. Perfect. I think of Shawn Michael. I don't know why. I think she's great, and I think this match will be really good because I think Bailey. I uh, none of us like ladder matches, but I think I she do. will understand. She needs to go slow in a ladder match, and I think she will. And and Bianca, yeah, I think she'll be great. Be strong. All right, next match. This is a probably the biggest question mark match in the sense of I think this could be either really good and this, or this could be complete dog shit, which is Drew McIntyre, to quote Scott. I'm, I use dog shit after doing a podcast with you, Scott, so thank you for that. Drew McIntyre <laughs> versus Karrion Cross. It has to be Cross. Maybe they do something spooky like Scarlet traps Angela's spirit in an hourglass afterwards. I don't fucking know. Um, I think that they made, like, I've been watching, I watched SmackDown last week and they kind of, they're starting to make the right moves with Karrion Cross, where they're like moving him off of this spooky character into what he actually was in real life. Apparently he was an enforcer for the cartel. That's the story that's been told. I mean, I've heard it from Conan, so who knows, but I've heard it from other people. He's told it himself. Yeah. So it's like, if he looks like that, like... And I think that that's what they should be doing. They should be doing more of like this guy's an assassin rather than this guy is, you know, um, you know, some sort of warlock or whatever the fuck they're doing. But I, I think it's got to be carrying cross. Drew won't get hurt by losing here. Who do you get, Robert? Yeah, I think it's going to be carrying cross. I think it's going to be a great match just because these are two guys who do not give a fuck about their bodies and will do whatever they can to get a great match. And, and that's super the, professional. They'll probably have the super nice professional. And that's why it's like this conversation afterwards while being destroyed. <laughs> like the best thing that happened to Seamus was getting to work with Drew of late to remind people that like, oh yeah, these guys are really good workers. Cross is not afraid to get hit. Drew's not afraid to get hit. Sammy Guevara is afraid to get hit. So I think this is going to be a great, <laughs> uh, a great match. And Drew 
this is a really stupid thing to say, but like it's happened the last couple of times. It's a strap match. Drew's back welts up really well. So you get those cool visuals. Like when he got beat up by Roman and they took the picture of his back and it was all like marked up, it just looks cool. He's quite a specimen. What do you got, Scott? Um, yeah, hey, it's right, obviously... Before I get to you, over under how many things that I say that would imply that I'm a closeted gay person? A podcast. Oh, gosh. Besides, hmm. Besides that last question, um, <laughs> everything else you've ever said. <laughs> All right, Scott. I, no, it's, it's got to be cross, obviously. It wouldn't make any sense. And also, now, does White Rabbit debut this weekend? Is that... I think they kind of fucked that up already because it's like everyone tuned in to see the next episode where he was going to come up oh. and it didn't do a rating. So I think they got to. No, I don't care about ratings, though. It's it's good. It's, good. it's, it's, it's interesting. They didn't find enough rating. It'll be. I, yeah, yeah. I think it'll show up here, but uh, probably not. This, in this is the match. match where. Oh, you don't think it'll show up in this match? You don't think no, we'll get like a little. You can't do spooky uh, with spooky. No, I think that. Well, just editing, you know, like the, the camera shakes all of a no, sudden. There's I, like, a, like a ghost that no one in the arena. So the only the see. only match that really makes sense for the White Rabbit to debut in would be the women's ladder match just because it's clear that Bray is coming back for Alexa. Oh, oh, that's, that is clear. Dang. Okay. Well, that's so cool. it's like, you could do that and that's how Bailey climbs up the ladder or something, but it's like, you know, it, it, that, that could work. And then it's like Bianca's pissed. And now because you have Montez Ford who may be fake injured with the boot. Now you're really setting up a horror movie where there's a monster that's coming for your girlfriend and you can't defend her or your wife. Mm. That's interesting. I just don't want to see Montez Ford against uh, Bray Wyatt. I mean, hopefully they just let Bray wrestle. Like they they take the 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 walking boot off Bray, you know, in the sense that like you know, like they went when they let Undertaker come back as the Dead Man, but actually wrestle more as Mark Calloway. I hope they kind of do that with 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 the Fiend. Let him wrestle like Bray did. But who knows, man? I, I really don't think they should be doing the red camera angles. I don't think any of that shit would work. No, but so far what they've done is awesome. And now, do you think that'll be his theme, though, White Rabbit? Or you don't think they'll put out the money like that? No, you can't keep spending that money because no. the problem is that license eventually goes away. And then no. you have to go back and replace that music. Oh. And it's a pain such a great ass. song, obviously. I mean, It's we a fantastic song, it. but yeah, they're not yeah. going to spend the money on that. If they had Jim Johnson, he could have done his own ripoff version of it. Yeah. The best th- song they ever did was the uh, that Armageddon song, "The End Is Here." That was basically just a Doors ripoff. Oh, oh. wait, that's not a. I thought that was a band. That's no, just it's Jim, the it's end. Jim. The game is over. Yeah, that's, that's no, 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 it's Jim Johnson. Percent. No shit. That's the reason so he had four Porsches. So he he will be. I uh, if Vince goes to trial for anything, he will be. Uh, he will be the first witness called for prosecution. He will do whatever he can. It'll sure be like, yeah, like him in a, you know, like when they make noises in a studio, he's like making different sound effect noises on the stand. I'm you know? genuinely shocked Hunter hasn't brought him back. Hunter, I mean, Hunter really liked him and he did a lot of his music until it well, was they got a lot of new guys in. I mean, they got it like that. Those guys did the Shinsuke music and yeah, but those guys are gone. The CFOs. Yeah. Why don't you bring those? those guys they're out. I, I don't know. All right. Bring, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. This will probably be match of the night. I think Riddle will win this because it's his match, but remind me, Robert, we've watched that snake pit match with Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle. Who went over with that? Riddle, right? Uh, Thatcher busted his 
Team yeah, it didn't he, isn't that what happened? I don't. I honestly don't. Another match. Remember? I think, Thatcher, I think Thatcher actually won. Maybe over Thatcher it. won. Maybe this is where Thatcher comes back. But I think I think it's going to be Riddle. I think Seth's going to win the United States Championship on Monday. So you so you can you know sprinkle a little of that Lashley dust uh, on Seth so he doesn't get pushed further down the card. I, you know, the real question is, what do you have planned for Daniel Cormier? Which is a bigger question of, you know, will the Cormier thing work? Cormier is a way better talker than Cain Velasquez. He's a way, I'm sure he's going to be a way better wrestler than Cain. He already is. He's a, he's a collegiate wrestler. Um, he's a bigger draw than Cain Velasquez. And he's available uh, as opposed to Cain Velasquez. Yeah, well, I, I, I hope Cain gets out of that. I mean, that's what a terrible situation he's in um, for so many reasons. I mean, you talk about a guy, you talk about understandable violence. I mean, come on, man. Um, but that's a cool nickname for like a like a gimmick. Yeah, Understandable not, violence. Yeah, that is pretty good. That is actually say, hey, EC three, you can have it. Um, but I would I would say you know I would say um, I, I I I would I would honestly go with uh, I, I would go with Riddle just because it's like I don't know you can build Seth up again and and as far as Cormier it's like I I I know I'm probably in the minority here I'd rather see a a program between Cormier and Seth than I would between Brock and Cormier, even though the, the, the box office is with Brock and Cormier, but because we had that standoff that was never paid off in UFC. I, I don't know. There's a, you know, the cool thing is we're talking about this, the way we used to talk about the AEW main event picture and they're like, Ooh, we could throw different people in here. And what, what happened if we did this and this and this. So it is exciting. Um, Scott, what would you do in this situation? Booking wise, what would you do with Daniel Cormier? What, what would your, what would be your approach? Well, I mean, in this situation, Riddle has to go over and Cormier does, you know, one of those Mike Tyson moments. I don't think it should cost Rollins the match. I think it should maybe be after just to let you know, oh, wow, this guy's coming and he's coming to potentially be a part of storylines, not just to be a part of this moment. Do I think we get Brock? No, not at Extreme Rules. Well, they say he's coming back for Saudi, so you got to set that match up. Oh, so you, oh, oh, you think. Mm. Is he I coming back Brock, for Saudi? Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, that he's coming back for Saudi, and then but not for Cormier, right? Uh, yeah, I but heard, again, I, I, I get the, the idea. The rumors of... are that it's going to be Cormier and Lesnar at either. I mean, either you know Saudi day one or Mania. Yeah, I almost wish like. Match. Yeah, I wish they did a thing where like you know after the fight you got they got to riddle uh interview riddle like in a UFC fight, like in a cage fight you know but I get not doing that and that's when a Cormier the storyline happens. No, I love that. I love that. But I think yeah, I think the match will be a blast. Riddle to me has to win. It's like would be just really lame if he doesn't. And Rollins doesn't hurt at all by doing this. Rollins is just cementing himself with every match as one of the best workers. Period. And he'll do that again. The you entrance will be Scott, great. The story will be great. It'll all be great. You think if he was in AEW or New Japan, Scott, he would give Osprey and Kenny a run for their money as far as best workers the past 10 years? I do not know if he would find his the 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 that personality if if he was outside of WWE, you know. Tyler I think... Black was pretty I mean, Ring of Honor, the stuff he did was was pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I I mean like the 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 flamboyantness. That's what I actually yeah. mean. Uh some of that shit um, hate though. Like I because you're right, but but there is something about Seth now that I love that is like there's a quirkiness to him that I think Tyler Black maybe 
it's it's that weird thing that you get from being forced to do PG stuff for so long is like you find out other things you're strong at, and you know, and now he gets to do all of it because Triple H is in charge. Yeah. All right. Um. So. Yeah, I think that Riddle goes over because Cormier calls the match or whatever, you know, rather than have a clean tap out. Then after the match, you have Rollins get in Cormier's face. Uh, That way you have a reason for Cormier to be at Raw. You have Rollins against Lashley for the U.S. title. Cormier accidentally, you know, winds up costing Lashley the the U.S. title. I want to see Lashley Cormier. I want to see that at Saudi Arabia. Save Brock for down the road. I think that would be a hell of a match uh, to be able to deliver. And with and if Rollins loses the fight pit and then wins the U.S. title the next night, he's made whole. And Cormier and, and Lashley is your XMMA guy, XMMA guy match. Uh, that would just be a great spectacle that would do well at Crown Jewel also, without Lashley having the U.S. Been, title involved. Lashley has been a very good U.S. champion. I don't think anyone's going to um, deny that. Like he's he's doing the best work he's ever done in his career. But you know, if you only have the one big universal WWE championship and that's not going to be on TV every week, you need your United States champion to be able to talk, especially when the IC champion can. So there's just things you can do with Seth, like over the course of a three-hour show as United States champion that you can't do with Lashley. Yes. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship in an Extreme Rules match. I mean, I don't know. I think it's got to be Ronda unless Liv is doing great ratings for her segments. I don't think she is. Um, and even if she is, you know, you need somebody to win that Women's Rumble. And having, I'm not saying you should have Liv, Liv win it, but having Liv as an option to win it would make that rumble more compelling. Um, I, I just don't, if, if Ronda loses here, it hurts the entire division because Ronda's there to eventually put over like somebody like Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. She's not there to put over Liv Morgan. So I, I'm going to go and I, I think it's got to be Ronda, Robert. I think it'll be Liv. And I think that Shayna Baszler will be involved in some way because I think Shayna and Ronda working together uh, would be a very strong match. And I think they still have to give Liv a chance to to keep trying to get over. By making it an Extreme Rules match, you get a lot of escapes. And if you didn't need that, you could have just done a straight-up match with these two. I think having all the weapons and the ability for there to be no disqualification is a way to beat Ronda without really beating Ronda. Scott? Yeah, it's got to be Liv. Rhonda is on the poster of this, right? Isn't it like one of the posters just her face? It's posters. Oh, well, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right to me if she ain't the champ going in. She shouldn't be on the poster. And so since she's on the poster and she ain't the champ going in, she ain't going to be the champ coming out. Take Give it that. to Liv. You guys, uh, you guys went that way. I really think she's going over. Well, that's our Extreme Rules predictions. It's time for High Spot, Low Spot. Robert, what do you got for high spot, low spot this week? My high spot is positive use of social media to generate heat from two people. First, Rikishi tweeting out a custom poster of the movie Four Brothers that had the Usos, Solo Sokoa, and Sami Zayn. Uh, That's fantastic. (laughs) The other, Bailey, uh, during her promo on Raw, she was was bad-mouthing 
you know, here's why I turned heel because there used to be people in the crowd that would have their ponytails to the side and have Bailey signs. There are no Bailey signs anymore. And a mom posted how her son was holding up a, a, a Bailey sign and Bailey responded, how was I going to see that small ass sign? Mm-hmm. Um, just fantastic. Masterful. Hey, heel work. Ricky Starks on good social media this week. No, no. You don't that was that? no, that was that was virtue signaling bullshit. He can go fuck himself, Ricky Starks. Like oh you guys <laughs> just Robert, Robert just became the Iron Sheik. No, he's he's that no, he's that kid. Like just like stay the fuck away. Like stay out of here, like stay in your lane. Worry about the fact that you're not getting used on TV. Uh, my low spot, this was announced while we were recording this. They're uh, shuffling the announced teams for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And Raw is going to be Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves. SmackDown is going to be Wade Barrett and Michael Cole. And Byron Saxton has been demoted to a backstage interviewer. And it sucks. Be- my low spot is because Saxton has really stepped up as being a commentator. Jimmy Smith is out, by the way. Jimmy Smith is gone. He's gone? Uh, oh, I thought he was He's gone. gone. No, Variety just broke the story that Jimmy yeah, Smith. Just broke I thought news, Jimmy yeah. Smith was was very good in that role. Yeah, he I also like he Kevin was, Patrick backstage. I, I don't like I mean, Kevin. That that voice for three hours is going to be a lot. Yeah, I thought he was good in his role. I don't know. He's good doing. in those little roles, but I thought Saxton and Saxton and Graves together were always very funny. And I just I don't like that they're disrupting a lot of the chemistry that there is. I think Wade and, and Wade on SmackDown is going to be great. Cole on SmackDown is going to be great. They confirmed in the Variety article Pat McAfee 100 percent will be back as soon as game day is over. Um, but it just kind of sucks that Saxton is not going to be on commentary anymore when I've really enjoyed what he's been doing there the last few years and not just because he's a Gator. I don't know. I, I never really got into Saxton, but he seems like a nice guy. High spot for me, um, Bandito getting signed. It's just, you know, it reminds me of like that magical time in AEW when we saw Eddie Kingston wrestle and we're like, that guy's a star. He should be signed. And then he got signed. And, and it was happily ever after for was, Kingston. <laughs> but I'm just saying it was it was nice. It's just nice to see somebody do good at their job and get rewarded. Um, whether what they do with him afterwards, you know, who the fuck knows. But low spot, I got two. Once one is Raquel Gonzalez wants to introduce a mid-card title to the WWE <laughs> women's division. And I'm like, dude, they've got a women's NXT championship, they've got an NXT tag, they have a SmackDown and Raw, they have a a women's tag on the main brand. They, they have the 24 seven championship, which has kind of become the women, like a, a, a gimmicky women's title. Like we do not need another time. I mean, I think if any, if you've learned anything from fucking AEW the past couple months is that these titles are not necessary unless you have the depth of storylines to tell them. And I, I just don't know if they do. You have such a great division, women's division. Why fucking put more strain on it? Um, I get why because she- it's Raquel saying she's not over enough to be women's champion, but she just wants a title. Yes, that's that's basically what she says. She wants to be the first, you know, whatever. Uh, Tony, but my real low spot this week was Tony Khan never ceases to amaze me, man. As far as these media interviews, like he just finds a way to fuck it up every single time. And and today, I mean, I just saw a quote today is that what he's really focusing on. He's like. I've got three months to win Booker of the Year by Dave Meltzer, and I'm going to make sure. I'm like, you're worrying about the drapes when the fucking house is on fire? Like, 
first off, it's like it, it, no one cares about this award. Hunter doesn't care about this award. You are, also you already got it two years in a row, so you got your internet smarky thing. Your thing now should be let me put out the fucking house fire, but instead it's like it's just this. T- Tony is like the most tone deaf guy I've ever. What else did he say that we were talking about earlier when when he was? media scrum just lately where it was about big show uh gonna he's show coming when, back. once yeah. he's healed he's gonna wrestle once he's again. healed he's gonna what we want to see a we want to see fucking osprey and big show like where do any of these actually comments, kind of yeah i guess you're right where do all these where do where do all these comments go where do they come from and like what's the payoff for any of this shit I don't know, man. I just think he needs to hire like a Bill Watts. Am I being too harsh here, Scott? Or do you think that's a really dumb thing to say if like your company's in the shape that he's in? No, it's, yeah, it's extremely corny. I don't think he should be doing interviews really at all, or at least things where he's getting overexcited, which seems to be everything. I think that's his problem is like he gets pumped and that's really cool, especially when you're trying to make a fun show. When that's all you're doing is making a fun show, but you have more responsibilities than just making a fun show. You're not a kid, you know, and when that happens, shit gets crazy. And the more and more situations you put yourself in to expose that you get overexcited, the uh, more embarrassed you're going to make everybody that is signed with you. He gets like hyped. It's like really weird. Even when he's acting not hyped, there's like hyped behind his eyes. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, Robert. What did you th- do? You think I'm being too insane here with the Tony Khan criticism? Am I just piling on a beating on a dead no, horse? No, he's here? he's he's constantly proving that he doesn't understand any of this. He doesn't understand his role, and he is very very lucky that AEW is not a real company. Um, in the same way that WWE is a real company, he has other revenue streams that are able to keep anything he's doing afloat. He's not publicly traded. They are not running house shows. They do not have a full-fledged merchandise wing. Uh, The responsibilities on him are one-tenth of what there is in a WWE. And because of that, he has all this time. He's got less responsibilities than Hunter does. He's infinitely less. One's running a publicly traded multi-billion no, dollar company no that's the fake thing that we're all pretending is happening yeah, i mean that's it's just that's like the, the head of talent he's like no no he, he's yes he's he's in charge yeah, of talent not, and creative but you're all doing the, dude, yeah, there's like yeah, so many people that work there it's a totally tony there Khan are but those people are yeah, but, hold on but there's a difference the people at wwe count on the wwe existing and closing all these deals and moving forward tony Khan just needs to put on three hours of television a week. They don't have a massive staff of people who are reliant on it. There are hundreds and hundreds of people who work for WWE. It's a massive enterprise. The problem is Tony cannot separate the fact that he is, he's, he's not a, he shouldn't be a fan anymore. He still acts like a fan. I get the idea behind what he's saying is that I want to put on a product that audiences think is the best product. That's great. You don't bring up the, the the Meltzer stuff. You don't sell for that kind of shit because that's not what's important. That's playing to a, a, a fringe audience that if they like your stuff, cool, but you shouldn't care. You don't you don't show up for these things. You don't you, you, you don't. No, no, no. I think it. you should care. You shouldn't let people know you care. It's like every- that's I think that's the point. Yes. Like everybody claws it followed everything going on with Meltzer. Nobody talked about it publicly. It's like yes. Bruce now says, you know, yes, we had a subscription to Observer. Fink would read it. 
And then he would put together a report that would go to Bruce and Pat and Vince. But that was never publicly talked about. Vince talked to, to Meltzer. Everybody talked to Meltzer. It didn't get out. It wasn't a big publicized thing. It's but hard now to it traps you in an elevator. Well, yeah, that's just bad <laughs> security. That Vince or, or David. I don't know. Yeah, I just picture Meltzer ripping it open like the T-1000. <laughs> uh, I have a question about Anoki. Scott, what do you got high spot, low spot this week? Uh, whoo, my high spot is going to be uh, so uh, Don Callis, right? I know him and Will Ospreay. This they, is high uh, spot, Scott. <laughs> I know, I know. They they go. They've been doing this cute little thing, and they just did it again last night, where Will will say something, and you know they'll just respond to each other in a very um wow, we both admire each other kind of way. No, that's And the reason this is my high spot is because I am hoping and hoping and hoping that uh, after Osprey fights Naito for the United... So the uh, the U.S. title in New Japan, um, Osprey has it, and Naito will be fighting uh, against him for it. And after that match, I really want Kenny to come out. I don't know why the fuck... I Well, I understand why the guy's suspended. But then just let him go. Let me be happy because this is my high spot. It's a fantasy I've invented where he gets to go to New Japan and have this match with Osprey because Osprey and Callis are still pushing this idea that Callis is going to probably turn on Omega and join Osprey, which I think is really cool and fun. And so that's my high spot. It is a cool gimmick, but it's also like, okay, so more business outside AEW? For two oh, I don't. I don't give a fuck at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Kenny yeah. Omega mark. I'm a Will Osprey mark. I want to see them yeah, fight. That's you true. Know? No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And if no, it keeps right. Don Callis off TV, I'm all for it. Yeah. <laughs> what would your low spot be, Scott? Ah, oh, man, the low spot. I mean, you obviously want to say the Sammy Andrade thing, right? And so, and so, I think I will say that because I don't think there was anything bad at all anywhere else, right? I mean, no. Oh gosh, yeah. Here we go. Here's a low spot. Did you guys read uh Soraya Soraya's like cousin or uncle died in the in a boxing match this weekend? Yeah. Like yeah. four days ago. He was in a boxing match. And then I guess whatever happened, he uh he died because of the uh whatever went down. So yeah, that's my low spot. Anytime someone dies in uh any type of combat sport, that will be my low spot. Sorry to however many luchadors have died, and I haven't made that my low spot during this year. <laughs> <laughs> well there we go that's our show folks uh again you know become part of the send dollar tier and you're gonna get a couple extra episodes coming up um love you folks Zach Wait, here robert to i have a question Ro- dx this week because do you think they need to get their asses kicked by a young group i think it, i think they need to get hurt i'm sick and tired of these old guys coming back and being cool and i think triple h's might be aware of this now even though he's the old guy who always come back and be cool but I would like to see them get one up to this week by a relevant, a relevant act. So the problem with that is this is the first time Hunter has been on TV in a ring since he's taken over the Vince role. Ah, yeah. I don't think you can do physicality with him. And I, at the same time, I don't know how much Sean can really take and you can't do a payoff with it. I don't know how Waltman's I mean, doing. Um, you you know, had this, well, the Waltman wants to come back. I, mean, I know Waltman wants to come back, but I just, I, I think the, the problem with that is, you don't have an ultimate payoff to it. Well, um, you have him coming to the rumble and you know, you know, it would be kind of fun to see the fiend like, but I guess up. here's what I mean by that. They're, the payoff is, is, is 
you're not getting a payoff out of DX coming out in, in the first place. So the payoff is now whoever is actually showing up every week gets to walk around being, oh, yeah, we also beat the fuck out of out of those old. I mean, they're those you old do, guys. Scott, now. What the fuck? Br- they're going to be cool again. Scott, would you do Bray Wyatt or Judgment Day beating him up? Uh, ooh, I want Wyatt to like, I don't know, do his. I, nah, yeah, let it be Wyatt. Let him just somehow fuck them all up. Yeah. You know, it would be kind of, it would be, uh, you know, it's funny we're talking about this and we know like Matilda, though, you know, like moving shit around in the room, you know, <laughs> we we know that this is just going to end with like Chad Gable getting the X factor, you know, <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's for sure how this is ending. But I'm anyway, excited, folks. That's our show. We'll see you next week. Later. Wash your hands.